Here we are, February of 2021, and you're thinking to yourself, geez, self, when the heck will COVID-19 be done? Well, in the real estate world, it may never be done. On this edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, we're talking about how COVID-19 has changed the selling process probably forever. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, global real estate advisor, Dave Johnson. Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. Very sorry, it's been uh, hit and miss with these episodes, getting them out there and uh, getting them recorded. Oh boy, but I'm back. It's February of 2021. I hope you're doing well, hope you're staying healthy, and I thank you for uh, dialing up the old uh, podcast again. And, uh, you know, with two small kids, I've got a, uh, what, he's almost four. Uh, We have a uh, almost four son and an almost two daughter. And, oh my, that's unpredictable and, uh, and crazy and hands full. In addition to a full-time real estate career and all of that, what all that jazz, it's it's a lot. But uh, yeah, we're gonna try and uh, be more consistent with the uh, episodes here on how to sell a home for the highest price. But again, thank you for dialing us up. My name is Dave Johnson. I am in Reno, Nevada. I am a uh, global real estate advisor. That's my fancy title. Basically, I'm a realtor in uh, Reno, Nevada for Sierra Sotheby's International Realty. I've uh, been doing it for almost four years, I believe now. Wait, is it three? No, it's four. Uh, anyway, love it and uh, having a blast. And, you know, uh, it's been fun to experience something new and get out of the um, TV news world. My wife and I both left the TV news world at the perfect time when the world was going crazy politically. Uh, we had rioting, we had COVID, we had elections. Oh boy, uh, we we got out at the right time uh, about uh, four years ago, three or four years ago. Let's see, Zach will be turning. Yeah, it was three years. One, two. Yeah, I think it's three. Anyway, uh, I'm I, I'm not good with math. Let's just leave that out. I'll edit that out. No problem. But uh, thanks again for tuning us uh, tuning into the podcast. And by the way, please just uh, whatever podcast service you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or one of the eight trillion other uh, podcast directories that we're listed on now. Um, just very simple to share it with a friend. Just hit that little uh, button with a box. Let me look at let me look at what it looks like. Let's see. Yeah, the button uh let's see. It it looks like a box with an arrow going up. That's how you share, in case you didn't know. So yeah, share this uh, uh, podcast with a friend. Certainly appreciated, uh, especially if they're a homeowner. That's even better because this information will help them when it comes to selling their home for as much money as possible. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and how it has changed not only the world, but the home selling process uh, is 
certainly different, and a lot of the things that have changed um, may not go away because it's truly a customer convenience kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, COVID-19, you know, the vaccines are out. My wife has had uh, the first and second round of her vaccine. And boy, the second dose knocked her on her rear end. Let's just say that. Uh, She was down for the count for about uh, 36 hours, Uh, maybe 24 to 36 hours. Uh, But yeah, just lethargic. Other than that, you know, nothing, no other symptoms, but man, she was down for the count, not doing well. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see the vaccine. Uh, we've got two, I believe, approved, and it looks like a third and fourth uh, being approved soon. Getting more of those out there, bringing down the COVID numbers, at least in our region of the world. And it looks like uh, that will continue. Hopefully, people don't get together in person at uh, big Super Bowl parties at homes across the country and uh, create little mini uh, spreader events of COVID. Uh, But I'm certainly rooting for the Chiefs. I think I've talked about it 9,000 times on this uh, podcast, but I'm originally from Kansas City. I spent all of my life there except for my time in Las Vegas for two years as a TV reporter and then uh, in Reno ever since. But uh, for the most part, my the majority of my life was in Kansas City. So excited to see the Chiefs doing well. And uh, certainly COVID has changed uh, the football landscape, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, let's get back to COVID and how it has changed the selling process uh, and buying process for real estate. It's really changed both sides. And I think one thing that honestly a lot of people, and I say this having two children as I just discussed a minute ago, uh, one thing that has changed for the better in my opinion is no kids allowed at many showings across the country. Uh, we had statutes uh, placed uh, put in place by our governor during COVID-19 that it was basically the realtor and a uh, a couple. Whether you know if it was you know two brothers buying a home, great. If it was a married couple, great. Whatever. Uh, but it could not. There nobody else. No children were allowed. And if the children were with you, like it would have to be like the dad and the son or let's say dad and the kid and then mom and the different kid, or if the kids wanted to see the house at all. But the bottom line is kids really don't need to be in somebody else's house. And really no matter the age, because teenagers are just going to get in trouble by doing crazy stuff. And then even little, little uh, smaller kids are going to uh, be touching everything and getting at everything, not realizing they're not supposed to be rummaging through the uh, utility drawer of somebody else's house they're just having some fun. So one thing that has changed is children at uh, at showings, whether it's an open house or a scheduled showing, that has been a difference maker. And it's something where that one could continue. Obviously, you know, you've got small families that are looking for a first time purchase and you know, they, they may not have a choice other than, than to bring their kids. But if you're, you know, looking at four or five homes, it's going to take you a few hours. And that's best, if you can, to get some daycare coverage or some, you know, a babysitter, whatever. Uh, leave them at home. They It's just a hassle for you. And I know that from a parent's perspective, because if, if I have my two kids with us while we're trying to go house shopping, 
I'm spending 90% of the time refereeing between the two kids or focusing on keeping them out of the people's drawers if they're going into a home. I couldn't imagine. I've, I've never done it, but I've seen it on the realtor side with kids rummaging through everything in somebody else's house. So if you can, as a buyer, just keep them away. It, it's better for you to ha- be able to focus on the potential home that you may want to buy and the sellers don't want kids rummaging through their home. So that's one thing that has changed. And hopefully, moving forward, it will kind of uh, stay in place. You know, let the kids hang with, uh, you know, a sitter or whoever. But it, it's just not really a great situation when they're uh, rummaging through a house. So children has been a big change with COVID-19. Number two on my list has been touchless Touchless everything, really, when you get down to it. Uh, I'm talking about not only touring a home, you'll often see, depending on the state you're in or even the city you're in, there are statutes all over the, uh, a wide range of statutes. But in some areas, there are very um, uh, big signs on the front door that say, if you're touring touring this home, don't touch a thing. Let your realtor open doors turn on lights, open closets, whatever, but you just keep your hands behind your back and don't touch anything. And it's just a safety uh, precaution, uh, honestly. And um, the other touchless part of that is uh, the closing process is much different uh, when it comes to selling or buying a home because many title companies, especially in the midst of the pandemic, at the heights of the pandemic, were not allowing anybody in their offices let alone the agent, but uh, that's loosened up lately around here and some other parts of the country, but still, that's one that, again, you could see into the future because it is so much more convenient to have a mobile notary, you know, go track down the sellers or the buyers to sign all of their documents. Now, the negative of that is if you don't have the title rep with you or your realtor, you may have some questions that a mobile notary has no idea how to answer. They're just simply there to get your signature. They'll be able to answer some questions, but yeah, deep into the the guts of a real estate transaction, they're not going to be able to tell you even if they know most likely because they're not going to want to be held liable for telling you something wrong. But uh, that touchless process, not only with looking at homes, but also the signatures and the closing process, that one, it looks like may be one that'll stick, if that makes sense. Uh, it's it's so convenient for people not to have to, you know, be at the the title company office at eight thirty in the morning and get their kids to school or whatever. So if a mobile notary, we just went through this. My wife and I uh, just refinanced not long ago, and the mobile notary actually came to us while we were out of town at my in laws' house, about an hour and a half from our actual house. So. Uh, it was nice because it was on our schedule and we said, okay, it'll be this time at this date, at this place of our choosing. And it was, it was perfect. So we didn't run into any issue. And I think that you're going to see that a lot moving forward, uh, more touchless, uh, closes, uh, when it comes to, you know, reporting to an office to do that, you know, kind of in-person closing process. So that's been a change with COVID-19 for sure. Another big change has been uh, how you look at homes before you actually go to the home. What I mean by that is 
video tours and photos of homes have really, really taken a step up. And I'm lucky enough to work for the Sotheby's International Realty real estate brand. And they already have had those uh, standards in place for many, many years of professional photos uh, and videos and all that. So we've been lucky in that sense that nothing really changed for us in that world. But it is nice to you know, not have to go, you know, look online as a consumer at potential homes and see the realtor in the bathroom window with his iPhone taking the picture of the house. It's so just jankety and not not professional. And we're seeing less of that. You certainly do still see it. And uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Some of the terrible, uh, not only terrible photos, but also terrible quality of photos So if you are selling a home, the bottom line is you need to make sure you hire a realtor who is going to be hiring a professional photographer. You want to ask them about the photos. You want to ask them about potential video tours. You want to ask them about Matterport, you know, 3D floor plans, the whole thing. Uh, But that's something as a seller you need to be asking because if you're agreeing to a certain percentage to pay a realtor, you need to make sure what you're getting is worth it. And if you're not getting professional photos and they whip out their iPhone, they're like, yep, okay, we're good. I'll load those up and we'll get this place sold. Uh, No, not pretty. Uh, Because so many consumers are going online and their first impression and often their only impression, and I'll get to that coming up, but often their first impression is certainly that online uh, resource of all the photos and possibly videos you got to make sure they're good. So as a seller, you want to make sure you are asking those questions of any potential agent you hire to make sure they're getting those professional photos done and not just whipping out their iPhone. It's a huge issue. And we're seeing homes that uh, do have terrible quality, you know, fuzzy pictures with the realtor in the, in the mirror. Uh, those homes are sitting because so many homes... Um, that you'll see on uh, online and the and the the professional photos, they totally stand out from the homes that are just you know uh, a front yard, the living room, and the backyard. Maybe a, maybe a shot of the kitchen. You know, some listings have three or four pictures. It's just not going to cut it, and that's not going to get you the most money you can for your home. And uh, that leads me to my next point, and that is buying without actually touring the home. It is happening more and more, and that's mainly because of COVID-19. We're seeing a lot of people change their uh, you know, their residence based on not wanting to be in big cities. New York City has had a mass exodus of people just leaving and just selling and saying, I'm done. Californians are leaving that state in droves, going to Washington, Oregon, Nevada, where I live, and uh, Texas are the main spots where a lot of Californians are leaving to, and many of them, I had a client this, uh, let's see, it was last summer, I believe was the timing, doesn't really matter, but he was a Californian from the Bay Area that was looking for a home here in Reno, Uh, I did, I think I've talked about him before on the podcast for some reason on a different episode. I'm not sure what the context was. But anyway, he was a buyer from the Bay Area looking to move to Reno. And he had a friend that lived here. So we toured, I think it was four homes 
on FaceTime. Uh, maybe it was Zoom, whatever, but you get it. Vir- a virtual showing. And he purchased one of them. And, and his friend was with me through all of the showings physically. So the guy from the Bay Area would often say like, hey, can you measure you know, this uh, the, the kitchen countertop or whatever? He, he wanted the measurements of some of the room, the bedrooms and all that stuff. So his friend was able to do that while I was shooting the video or we would switch and, and do that. But he never saw his house before he moved in. And it's happening more and more because uh, and a lot because of covid and sometimes the situations are just they you know they can't get to town his situation was not covid driven he just couldn't be in town and he needed to purchase something pretty quickly because of uh, tax reasons but um that that's happening more and more buying without uh ever stepping foot in the home so if you're selling a house and you get a buyer who submits an offer and has never actually seen the house it seems strange, but it's definitely becoming more common. So don't be freaked out by that if you are a seller, because it is just more and more common. Because, and that's partially because the video tours, the professional photos that are out there, you can get a very good sense of a property now, as opposed to even a decade ago, with uh, the the quality of the photos. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, virtual tours. I don't remember. Uh, you can do you can basically feel like you're walking through a home and never have been there so buying without touring a home is certainly much more common and that will continue to be a rising trend because so many resources make it can make you feel like you've been there including uh facetime showings and that's kind of my final point with uh, covid and how it's changed the selling process like i said with that client from the bay area we did uh, zoom showings with him work like a charm and the nice part is you can walk in from the street through the front door and it really gives you a good sense of what it would be like if you were really walking in the home if that makes sense instead of just looking at the photo of the front yard and then looking at a photo of the living room and then looking at a photo of the kitchen often the disconnect there is you don't know how it's all connected when you're looking at just a a random set of 20 real estate photos but when you're doing a virtual showing which is basically a showing over zoom or facetime and those will continue to be very popular because so many people are saying you know what i don't want to live in north dakota anymore i'm moving to illinois or whatever but they're moving these huge distances from states and they don't have time or the ability to be in the city in person so these virtual showings are becoming more and more common and they're like i said they're just they give you a a better sense of what it's like walking into the home instead of just a series of the you know the photos where you can't quite tell okay is this there's a i see stairs going down but is that to the garage is that to the basement is that to another whole level what is that so doing the showings over facetime or zoom or whatever uh, can definitely give you a sense of feeling like you're there and a sense of the layout much better. So those will continue to be a growing trend even after COVID-19 is uh, not part of our lives anymore. And I wonder when that will be. When is it going away? <laughs> it hasn't even been a year yet, and it just feels like it's been 10 years dealing with this uh, mess of COVID-19. But anyway, those are the uh, big... Uh, 
big items on the list of how COVID-19 has changed the selling process. So those are important things to ask your agent about if you are getting ready to sell. And that is to make sure they've got you know, they hire a professional photographer. Do they do video tours? Is that an additional charge? Do they, uh, are they, do they have the ability to do FaceTime or virtual tours if requested? All that stuff. So keep that in mind if you're selling a home, uh, because these uh, things that I've listed today have uh, certainly grown and become more prevalent with COVID-19. But there, these things on this list, these five things I've mentioned, uh, they're gonna. Uh, potentially stay around it appears so something to keep in mind and that's a wrap thanks so much for joining us uh, we'll hope to have another episode for you very soon here on how to sell a home for the highest price have a great february hopefully uh spring will be around the corner sooner than we think we've had a lot of snow in uh, reno but uh, anyway thanks so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next time on how to sell a home for the highest price look for new episodes of how to sell a home for the highest price every monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.